You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. And we're springing into, what are we springing into? Home oh, ownership. We're, we're springing into home ownership. That's I right. mean, tis the season. That's right. And literally, this is the last weekend before the first day of spring. That's right. That's I, right. I think probably a lot of people are happy about it. You know what? I don't think we really had a terrible winter here in Halifax. No, it was an easy winter. First. Um, I think, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. We had obviously had a very deep freeze that had some that challenges. That one deep freeze, that was it. A yeah. couple small snowstorms. We didn't even really have anything that wild. Right. So I think overall, pretty, yeah, over, overall it was good. pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Overall, pretty good. For sure. Give everybody, the, if there's the first time they're tuning into this, a bit about what you do, Clinton. I'm a mortgage broker here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, I've been in the industry for 17 years. We've done about $1.3 billion worth of mortgages and over 5,100 transactions. So I always say, you know, we've seen everything. But yeah. then every day we see something new. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting about mortgage lending. So many nuances. It's interesting for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's daunting for the consumer. But hopefully our viewers and our listeners are intrigued with what we have to say. And, you know, hopefully they're commenting. And hopefully, you know, they're calling in or sending us a message because we love to, yep. you know, hear what everyone says. Well, everything that happens, obviously, in the financial industry, whether it be Bank of Canada or the markets or whatever, it all links into, in many ways, uh, mortgage lending. So there is that. That huge connection with the financial industry. I guess that's it's not just mortgage lending in, in a vacuum, right? It's it's so linked with everything else in the financial industry, and which is why it's can be complex at times. Yeah, it's very, very complex. Yeah. During the show, we're gonna talk about what's going on with the Bank of Canada. Mm-hmm. They had an announcement here uh just uh I guess a week ago, yeah, right? It was a week ago, yeah. And you know, there's a lot going on in the US. I think there's a lot going on in this housing market here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's important we need to talk about what's going on in this rate environment today. Yeah. So many existing homeowners are talking to us about what's going on with rates. So many people are, people are coming up for renewal. And, you know, it is a trying time. So I think it's getting that expert advice and asking some questions is going to be important. Right. So when it comes to the mortgage rate, we'll tackle that right away. They, it's, it was held for the first time in a number of months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4.5%, I do believe, is where it's at. Yeah. So right now, the key overnight rate is 4.5 and the bank right. prime rate is 6.7. So if you have any consumer credit that's tied to that key overnight rate, uh, the prime rate is 6.7. Mm-hmm. And that was maintained the same here in March. Right. And the Bank Canada is meeting again uh, the middle of April. So April 12th, mm-hmm. they're going to do another announcement. Many economists are predicting that we're also going to see a hold, but there's been a bit of a segue. So in the U.S., yeah, what's going on down um, there? you know, yeah. there's been a couple collapses of some yeah. relatively large banks. Yeah, big banks, yeah. The U.S. banking system is very complex compared to what goes on in Canada. Mm-hmm. We have a very stable system. We have five, six big banks in Canada, where in the U.S. they have hundreds and hundreds of banks. Yeah. Where they are very regulated in the U.S., they still have a different risk appetite. And, you know, things go very well for them and things can go very poor for them. So having a bank collapse is not necessarily unusual in the U.S. Yeah. So it you does say happen. risk appetite. Drill down more into what you mean by You know, that. I think there's some banks that maybe are more focused on credit lending. There's some banks that are for, focused more on like deposit taking. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, th- I think there's very like niche and unique banks that serve a very small pieces of different communities, etc. And there's a couple banks that actually have gone under now in the U.S. due to confidence really with their consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the big ones that we were really talking about is Silicon Valley Bank. Yep. And they had a traditional run on the bank. And 
things weren't really going great for them. Yeah, people started hearing that uh, they were there were challenges with with liquidity, and then they wanted money out on mass. And, and there they, were legitimate the, there were le- legitimate concerns. Yeah, there were yeah, legitimate yeah. concerns because a lot of their consumers were tech businesses. Yep. Tech's not going great right now. Right. So they had to draw down on some of their deposits to make things like payroll and expenses yep. and all yeah. these things. And they weren't bringing in as much new money into the bank. Right. So to provide the liquidity, that bank had to start selling some of their longer-term assets yeah. at huge losses. And from what I understand, they, they some of those assets were invested into, into, into interest rates, bond interest rates, which were fixed and not keeping up, up with upside down. We'll call it yeah, upside down. down. So and that's kind of a perfect storm. You get caught with your pants down, literally, when that happens. You right? got ca- caught with your pants down. Yeah. You have to sell your assets at a loss. Yeah. And suddenly you're not liquid. Yeah, exactly. Then the news gets out, and guess what? Your consumers are yeah. very aware. So when you're dealing with people that are in the tech industry, for example, mm-hmm. they're on Twitter and they're they, they're seeing the news. They're they're watching the releases from. Yeah federal agencies they know what's going on and then you know i think there's problems here maybe you should move your money to a bigger bank maybe you should move your money to a bigger bank and then customers start pulling out they don't have the liquidity to make good on those deposits right right to make it fast enough so essentially bank collapse federal government in the u.s steps in guarantees that they're going to make the depositors whole Mm -hmm. and their deposit corporation it's fdic Right. Uh, in the U.S., they will protect all individual depositors up to two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. The challenge is, most of the consumers of this bank were businesses. Yes. So two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars probably doesn't even cover a payroll run. No, exactly. So very problematic. Likely, a bigger bank will come in and buy their assets and amalgamate them in. Mm-hmm. But it still provides a lot of noise in that banking industry. Yes. yes. And it provides a lot of uncertainty within that consumer base. Right, right, right. Luckily in Canada, we have a very stable market. Mm-hmm. Our big banks are quite rigid and are very conservative compared to how banks are in the U.S. Right. You walk into a bank branch, you have to fight to get credit oftentimes. Yeah. And even I see prime, prime customers get denied for mortgages that I'm like, this is a slam dunk. Yeah. It's just because the risk appetite sometimes with people in general or the banks are not all the same. Yeah. And it could be the property, obviously, as well. It could definitely be the property. But just kind of going back to what happened in the U.S., this consumer confidence has now really impacted what's going on in the bond markets. Yeah. So now they are starting to tank, which means the rates are going to go down, which means maybe the Fed will decrease their rate. Will that have an impact to Canada? I think down the line it probably will. What happens in the U.S. happens in Canada. Will the Bank of Canada lower the key overnight rate April 12th? I don't think that's going to happen mm-hmm. until inflation is under control. Yeah. But we may see fixed rates soften right. if these bonds are still going to be on the downward trend. Yeah. So, well, we'll I guess see. and the other thing is that is that and this probably speaks to more what you deal with on a daily basis is people hear these stories, they listen to shows like mine. And they don't delineate between American banking industry and the Canadian banking industry, and and perhaps uh, think, well, could this happen here in Canada? And you probably get calls with people with those concerns, I'm sure. Definitely, yeah. and we deal with a lot of trust company broker lenders that are actually banks. They may not be deposit taking banks, but they're banks. And we've had a run on the bank here in Canada, somewhat recently. The bank almost collapsed. Yeah, which it, bank? Um, Home Trust 
Right. That's considered a home bank, home yeah, trust. Yeah. And they operate a, under a couple entities. They're deposit taking as well. Mm-hmm. And they had an old fashioned run on the bank where depositors were wanting to withdraw their deposits and they didn't have enough liquid capital to make good on that. Yeah. But they had an investor from the US, actually Warren Buffett, come in, make them whole. They were able to get their finances straightened out. They brought in a great new turnaround CEO. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get a credit facility that was syndicated by the big five. What's the advantage of somebody to come in to save it? Well, and I think their, their assets were more than their liabilities. Right. And I think they had some viability within that business. The business made money. The business did really good work. Yeah. Home Trust has an office here in Halifax yeah. on Lower Water Street. Right. We do business with them every day. They're very valuable within our community and mm-hmm. they do a lot of transactions. Right. And oftentimes they'll help consumers that might not be able to get a mortgage somewhere else. So it is really a key part of what we need. What do you want to talk about next? We're going to talk obviously about what's going on here. Spring market. Is it the right time to buy? All right. Sounds good. Uh, we will be right back. Mortgage 101, your guide to homeownership. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.